Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Hey, Chris. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How about yourself? Fantastic. Yeah? Have we ever done this before? Podcasted? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'll venture to say no. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No, we, we recorded a bonus... Lower Decks episode earlier today. Oh, uh, two pods. And we're in the recording same day. again. Two pods, same day. I know what I would do if I had a million dollars. I don't. I don't think we have done that. Yeah. So this is a first. Hopefully, we don't burn out and just like make a really horrible <laughs> podcast episode. My body's ready for that. <laughs> for y'all just joining us for the first time here on the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast, we watch and review. I guess straight to stream science fiction and science fiction adjacent visual entertainment media whether that's television shows movies fan films as long as it's didn't get a big release in the theater wherever we are we're gonna get around to watching it and uh talking about it yeah so chris today is a bit of a different episode in that we've continued a long-running series this is the fourth movie in this series of movies and hence the fourth one we're reviewing I don't think we've reviewed... I think it's the only time we've ever reviewed a sequel. And we're three, four deep now? No. We oh, just my did Occupation. occupation oh, we did just do Occupation. <laughs> Oof, never mind. I don't even know what's going on. This is our first time podcasting. Welcome. Oh, we've never done this before. Oh, man. Oh, crash and burn. No, Chris, tell, tell everyone what we watched. Uh, we watched Mythica, colon, The Iron Crown. Yes. So I'm just going to go ahead and put out a spoiler warning for now. For all of them? I've got a great theory and prediction for this series. For the fifth movie? Ready? Uh, no, for the entire series. I'm just going to go ahead oh. and blow out our typical format. And I'm okay. just going to hit you with this first before we, do, before we share the facts. Or okay. okay. All right. Hit me. All right. In the first movie, none of the original crew dies. The OGs, Merrick, yeah. Dagon, Thane, Tila. Right? Right. In the second movie... Tila's sister. Well, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, in the second movie, Thane dies, and he gets brought back to life. In the third yeah. movie, Tila dies, because she gets absorbed into Merrick. Right. In this movie, Dagon dies, and gets brought back to life. And then Tila, in a way, gets brought back to life. So my prediction for the fifth and final movie of this quintology, whatever it's called, is that Merrick dies and comes back to life. Okay. Every single member has died of the original crew. You're forgetting that Hercules died in this one. And he needs to be brought back to life. (laughs) Yes. So Uh, maybe, you know, maybe the two people died. So like Dagon (laughs) got brought back in the same movie. That's a first, right? So no, because no, I think I know they did. But okay, so that's a prediction for the future. That's my prediction. Uh, I will read the I am. I'm sorry. The Amazon blurb. Please do. The fourth movie of the exhilarating Mythica series, when a team of unlikely heroes hijacks a steam-powered battle wagon, a daring young wizard, Merrick, steals the final piece of the all-powerful Darkspore and embarks on a desperate quest to deliver the cursed artifact to the gods for safekeeping. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm going to throw a bunch of facts at you before we get into our opinions. I'm glad you brought up your predictions first, but now we're (laughs) back to the facts. On IMDb, Mythica the Iron Crown is sitting at 5.5 out of 10 stars with 1.5 thousand, but with over 1,500 <laughs> ratings. It does say 1.5K. It's just this the same amount of 
characters is just one five zero zero, but whatever. Whatever. Okay. I guess they're saving that comma. <laughs> it has a median score of six with just over 20% of the reviews. Now I do want to, or of the rating, excuse me. I do want to compare this to the other movies on IMDb. Mythica quest for heroes. The first one is sitting at 5.7 with 7,000 ratings. Second movie, the dark spore 5.5 with five, uh, with 5,600 ratings. The necromancer third movie, 2,900 ratings, 5.5 iron crown. What already said 5.5 with 1500 ratings. So it's staying Fairly consistent mid-fives. Over on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie does not have a tomato meter rating. It does not have any critic reviews whatsoever. It has less than 50 user reviews or audience reviews and is sitting at 43%. None of these movies have any critical reviews. (laughs) So just looking at the audience score, it goes 68% for the first one, 39% for the second one. Up to 45% for the third, and then we're landing at 43 for this last one. So as far as the people are concerned, the general audience, the IMD beers and the people in Rotten Tomatoes, this movie isn't a big departure one way or the other from the previous uh, couple of films. But Chris, what did you think about this movie, both as a, a standalone film and as another entry in the Mythica saga? On its merits, I think this movie does a pretty good job. I think it accomplishes everything that it sets out to accomplish. I think we we talked about it, I think, in some of the other movie episodes where in the first movie, it was mostly about Merrick. Not really an ensemble. Yeah, yeah. and we had, the, we had the, the rest of the team. In the second and third movies, we really pushed the narrative of it being a team, like the whole thing about the team coming together to rescue her from slavery. And then the whole team coming together to rescue Thane from, uh, I mean, a death sentence, essentially, torture and a death sentence. Yeah, yeah. And this movie, like, strikes an interesting balance between them. I think that this is a more Merrick-centric movie. She has a lot to do. She's playing two characters, essentially. I mean, she's Merrick, mean? and then she she does a little, she voices Tila oh, a little bit. Yeah. Or she, she pretends to be Tila or whatever. Yeah. I really liked how... And this is something that we talked about for the other ones is Dagan's arc. I really enjoy Dagan's arc in these movies. I think in the first one, he just he's a cliche of a cliche. The tropiest of tropes. He's kind of a dirtbag, honestly. Yeah. And in the second one, you kind of, you're just like, ah, he's still kind of a scumbag. But he's like, you know, he's got a heart of gold. In the third one, you really see it. And in this one, I think it's probably the most human he's ever been. Like, or at least the most humanized. It's interesting you should say that. Because I think it's the <laughs> most we see of his elvish ears. Uh, well, yeah. I, they just lean into it. <laughs> yeah, and then good. Adam Johnson's Thane kind of become, he's just, he's just, he's a one trick pony at this point. And that's yeah. fine. I actually have it in my notes here. This is the very first note that I have. Thane's new owl armor looks rad. Dude, it's awesome. That's my yeah. only <laughs> note about Thane. <laughs> I actually have two notes, but my first note is also how uh, awesome his armor is. Yeah, and my second note about, well, it's my, my third note about Thane is how he straight up chooses a new class. You know, like he hit level 10 yeah, he, and they're like, all right, classes. well, well now, you, now you can branch. Now you can pick a prestige. You know, what do you want to do? He's like, oh, I want to be a paladin. Yeah. <laughs> um, is, is, this the, is this the paladin? Is he the, like, not him, but it's like, remember in the first movie, they're like, you got to yeah. take him to the paladin at whatever. The misspelled paladin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, wonder I think if, it's like, the dude with the staff at the end. I think that's the paladin because he's guarding the gods. And then he yeah. leaves. Yeah. He just bails. He just, and I looked into it. He's not in the next movie. He's just, 
some dude who shows up for a minute. I think as part of the series, I think this is one of the stronger entries. I think it's got a very, very well-defined story. This is essentially, this is, I don't want to say it's the most adventure heavy, but this is the one that like, that most seems like a quest. Like literally from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie, we're on a path. This is like, we're here to capture the Dark Spore. Now we've captured the Dark Spore. Great. Now we got to take it to the Secret Temple. Now we made it to the Secret Temple. Now we have to deal with Aniset the Goddess, right? Like the the other ones, like not necessarily wishy-washy or kind of hard to follow, but I think this is the one that's most direct. The story is told. You are handed the story. They bring it out to you on a little platter. You take it from them and then you it happens. Like I wasn't confused by the plot. Maybe some of the characters, like... The not the other mercenary team, but like the admiral of the air force, I thought was really funny. Air force and yeah, she's got the blimp and the little gliders, and she's an admiral. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what she has to do in this movie, besides having the best time. We have not given an idiot of the movie out for a couple of weeks, but I just want to go ahead and point out that that lady, admiral, I've already forgotten her name, and I had it up here just a second ago, Borland Hess, played by Eve Maru. She's not the best character in this movie, but she's certainly having the most fun. Like, I really do. Like, every scene that she's in, she steals it. She chews up the scene. She's straight up crazy eyes in a bunch of them. It's really cool. You you think she's having the most fun over the pretentious nobleman's daughter who becomes a, I, a zombie? I mean, <laughs> of, by <laughs> drinking the thing that she saw made other people turn into zombies because she's an idiot? Yeah. She's the idiot uh, of the movie, by the way. But, but besides that... I mean, she's just acting a, like she's just not doing anything, really. I she guess doesn't so. have any dialogue after five minutes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But she gets to like try Rip to off a lazily arm. eat, eat Dagon's cool. arm, and <laughs> and how like, did she? Like, how did she show up at the end? I'm so confused. How she's suddenly she, able to to use the steam wagon? She's a zombie. Yeah, but she's. I mean, no, uh, she didn't. She didn't use it. They parked it and then got out and then started walking. Oh, is she? I thought she showed right? up there with them. I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to really watch it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. How about you? What do you think? I agree with you on all of your points up until you say that you enjoyed the movie. Mm, okay. I thought this was the weakest entry into the Mythica, Mythica movies. Oh, wow. I like it when we disagree. Yeah. I hate it when we agree. It's kind of the same <laughs> thing, but a little different. <laughs> <laughs> it has. The worst fight choreography we've seen in a few movies and maybe any of them. It's real slow. It's real bad. It feels like they didn't get a lot of takes or practice before they did it. I know that the last movie got a little bit of flack for having like the slow-mo thing and whatnot, but at least it made it look good and maybe covered up some of the uh, the amateur choreography. And this movie, it's just it's laughably bad. The, the choreography in the fights is laughably bad. They never leave the steam wagon. So, and the other movie that you said, this feels more like a journey and it is a journey because they're going a straight line for an hour and a half. <laughs> yep. Right. And the other films, there's other, there's other things going on. It's they're going through the marshes or, Oh, we got to cut through this mountain pass, yada, yada, right. yada. And this, they're literally just moving forward most of the time through a forest and then through what looks like about a mile outside of town, <laughs> kind of desert, but not really. And then they're fighting in the water. That was kind of cool. Is that the great salt lake? I assume and I know they're in Utah yeah. filming. I thought the yeah. Salt Lake was like didn't have any didn't have any water in it, but I don't know. I didn't look it up. The scenery is always as beautiful. Utah is beautiful. 
if y'all listening out there and you're in America and you feel like taking a vacation to somewhere outdoorsy, Utah is a great choice. Um, I, I think a lot of people think Colorado or they think, you know, somewhere else. But, you know, the Salt Lake area is pretty nice. I liked Merrick, Merrick's character growth. I like that we get to see Dagan's ears a lot more. I like that he he actually I, I just said a bunch of bad things about the fight choreography. I should say, except that Dagan shot a lot of arrows and did a great job doing it. Like he looked like he knew what he was doing. It was really fun. And it was fast, right? He does the knife thing. He does the knife thing. He he's he does full the winter soldier. All right? He does the, the winter soldier knife thing. <laughs> For the record, the, the Great Salt Lake does have water, listeners. Oh, okay. Very good. I have no idea. I mean, I don't, I don't, I've never been there. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. The best thing I can say about Thane is that he wasn't nearly as annoying as I expected him to be. If you recall, I predicted that Tila was alive inside of Merrick and they were going to f- have some sort of issues with that. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that Thane was an adult about it. Like he has every reason to be angry or not believe Merrick, but he does. And I think they could have easily made Thane an antagonist or more antagonistic within the group. And they didn't. So I like that he was mature about it. I know that they filmed this one and the next one at the same time. They released like May and then November of 2016. So I feel like this movie also, we just talked about this with Occupation Rainfall. This movie also doesn't quite know when to end, right? Like they filmed these two movies together and then they were trying to figure out where, it felt like there was a lot of fluff. I felt like there should have been something else going on, but I don't know what's happening in the next movie. So maybe this is all just set up. I don't know. We'll find out <laughs> whenever we decide to watch the fifth movie sometime later this year probably there was a lot of fluff just fights that didn't need to happen they fight the same people like two or three times you could have gotten some of that out or done something else and then my last and i think i think the the final nail in the coffin on my opinion of this movie and how it stands in the mythica mythos it's a movie about finding the iron crown which will make you the leader and the king the ruler the emperor whatever of the dwarves and there are no dwarves in this movie. We got Hammerhead, been, and there are no dwarves. Well, they talk. Where are about the dwarves? It. Where are the dwarves? Been, they got scattered. So they're we're well, in the yeah. middle of nowhere. We can't run into some dwarves who are also looking for the Iron Crown. Might give us some what clues a, and hints. Maybe so, a dwarf joins uh, the team. Where are the dwarves? I'll, I'll push back on that just a little bit. They say that a, a, a gold Goshen or whatever might have the Iron Crown because they're the people that defeated the dwarves and scattered them throughout the realms, I think is what they said. Right. And then someone says, oh, you mean Zorlok's people? And then Merrick immediately corrects them and says, they're not his people, they're his allies. So that's the reason why we don't see any dwarves is because they... They don't. They no longer have an ancestral homeland because they're but, just. They've been scattered. I agree. So if I they're agree. scattered, that means we, they're more more likely to run into them. And it doesn't matter how scattered they are because the plot can say that we run into some. They know, ran I'm into just, some. Like they was it in the second movie where they run into the little fairies and they've gotten a couple people in their webs and that's how we meet. That's how we meet Cole, right? Swole Cole. Swole Cole, baby. They just run into him randomly. Ooh, we can't run into some dwarves. I have a point about the Iron Crown here in a second. Go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. Merrick is wearing it on the cover of the next movie. That's <laughs> my point about the Iron Crown. I'm just saying there's not enough dwarves. And finally, I, I said that the, the zombie noblewoman was the idiot of the movie. I was wrong. I'm going to jump the gun. I'm going to move around our normal format. Oh. And I'm going to give you the idiot of the movie. Uh, can I guess who it is before you say it? Type it into Discord, but don't send it. I want to say it, and then you can click send. Don't Don't try to... Let me know okay. when you're ready. You I'm ready? Mean, yes. It's Merrick. Dang it. 
Who'd you have? I have go. I have Gojin Pai. No, Gojin Pai. Uh, whatever. Hercules dies. That's fine. Merrick. No, no, no. I want you to rewatch the scene, Chris. I want you to rewatch okay. this scene. Merrick's like making a deal with the bad guy, right? Let's make a deal. I'll give you the last piece of the dark spore, and you give me the iron crown. Because she's like hoping the, the Iron Crown will give her this some hammer that's supposed to be awesome that'll let her defeat him anyways, whether or not he has the Dark Spore or not. So right. he agrees to this deal and he hands her the Iron Crown. And there is a solid two seconds where she has the Iron Crown and she has the Dark Spore and there is an impenetrable force field between her and the bad guy and she could walk away. Uh, and she hands him the Dark Spore. Aniset tells them that he will eventually breach eventually eventually and, and she's the and Anaset's the only one who can leave so what you're saying is you would you would ha, you would, so Anaset would leave with the dark spore and then Merrick Thane and Dagon would remain with the iron crown and a crazy psycho necromancer outside who is eventually going to breach the temple I'm why did the necromancer even okay so maybe the necromancer is the the idiot of the movie he could have made that trade got all the power <laughs> from the dark spore and then still went inside there and killed them all and took the iron crown back the His fact that either side is, a, is is keeping to their word, we're talking about good versus evil. We're talking about n- like uh, neutral good and chaotic evil coming head to head. And you're telling me that they're like, yeah, we'll we'll just do this. Yeah, yeah. it's part of the deal. She, I, I don't know. Gojin Pai is my idiot of the movie because as soon as he says out loud that nothing has ever lived here and nothing has ever died here, so you have no power. I'm like staring at him like, like yeah. But but why are you not immediately jumping into a lava pit, you fool? And then well, he's another. He could still, still be rezzed at that point, right? As a as an undead. For not if you jump from. into a lava pit. I guess if there's nothing left to, I don't yeah. know. And then when he grabs his staff and he just tosses it on the ground, why did he not also throw that into a lava pit? Anyways, Gojin Pai, idiot of the movie. Yeah, I give it to you. He did die for that. So here's my theory about the Iron Crown and the Hammer of Tech. Please, when. Merrick is explaining what these things are to Dagon and Thane. They're like presumptuous and dismissive. They're like, oh, so you're going to risk our necks for the chance that this iron crown might exist and for the chance that this magic hammer might be able to destroy the dark spore while they are riding around on a steam powered battle wagon being chased by an airship flyers, fighting wizards, necromancers and demonic skeletal assassins and the iron crown is the thing that goes, that's ridiculous. Merrick, you're you're out of control. You're believing in these crazy things that never will happen. Like, bro, she can teleport. <laughs> she what does it a few times about? in the movie. It's actually really just, cool. I, it, yeah. it, it really got my blood boiling. Well, I'm would, sh- would, would you have believed it more if it was more like the mithril crown or something? Like, it's a crown made of iron. I could make one of those. You give me an after, <laughs> like a weekend... Uh, continuing education class on blacksmithing. I can make you an iron crown by the end of the semester. I can do it. I feel pretty good about it. I assumed it was called the iron crown because most mountain dwarves are called iron dwarves. Oh, oh, they're just, they're adding on to um, the mythology of all the dwarves that aren't there. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've got a couple other notes. I'm just going to read off. Yeah, please. Quick. Yeah, please. Classic love triangle that can be solved literally with a two sentence explanation. And it does eventually. Yeah, like, <laughs> like we go like an hour before it gets resolved. I'm like, bro, just talk to Just him. do it. I'm just, I was so yeah. happy. At least Dagan didn't just like run off. Like, you know what I mean? Like if that was... had been how we got other scenes, I, I would have been still upset. Yeah. All Thane would have had to do is like, like while Merrick and 
Dagon aren't talking to each other at the front of the wagon. He just has to leave and be like, uh, so Merrick, sorry I kissed you because I thought you were Tila. That's yeah. my bad. Which dog. is weird that he even kissed her, right? Well, no, because so, Tila... Or does Tila kiss him? Tila takes over Merrick's body, yeah. and comes to him, and then grabs him. Does she initiate? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. It would be yeah. weird if he did. I just like how he buys into it right away. He's a, he's a true believer, man. That's why he becomes a paladin. Princess girl becomes a zombie and then immediately rips a dude's arm off. I thought that was pretty red. <laughs> I also noticed lightsaber noises whenever Merrick pulls out her staff. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that a little too. bit too. That's weird, right? Eh. Uh, <sighs> well, she straight up fights like Darth uh, Maul in like two scenes. Rezik, the weird Viking guy, is like, like a, he's like he's like a mini boss from like a Final Fantasy game that sometimes aligns with the party. Because he's like, your party needs a leader. You got to go on your own yeah. path. You got to have yeah. faith in yourself. Like, bro, are we fighting? Are you giving me advice to fight you? I don't understand. I already mentioned the Air Force. I thought it was really fun. I really, 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 really liked the ending credits. Like, I don't know if you watched them. I did. Uh, what was that? Yeah. They I were didn't cool. care for it. Oh, you didn't like the, the vignettes? Like the cartoon vignettes or whatever? There were, there were no cartoon vignettes when I watched it. What? Hold on. Yeah, I, so I watched it on IMDb TV. Oh, I guess this is a good time to say that the previous ones were on Amazon Prime. This one's on IMDb TV, which I think is also owned by Amazon. It's just, and it doesn't cost any money, but there's ads. So I said to myself, I don't want to see any ads. I've liked all these movies so far. I'll just buy a copy of it. So I purchased a digital copy of this movie for $15. And I think that might also be a reason that I'm kind of upset with it. <laughs> like, it's already my least favorite entry, but this is the only one I've spent money on. Uh, send me a timestamp for the IMDb TV stuff. I also, when I did watch it on IMDb TV, there were a few times when, like, after really intense scenes, an ad played, which doesn't really bother me. But it's like, there's the, like there's the scene where um, Zombie Girl gets cut down by the demonic skeletal guys. And then yeah. like, we cut to Dagon's face and he looks like he's about to cry. And then all of a sudden it like, it like straight up cuts to like some vacation commercial. <laughs> and it's like someone <laughs> getting on a plate. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Did you have a time? Oh, we have to wait. A or I guess it's just credits. Oh, yes. I do I do know what you're talking about. That did look yeah. good. I thought you were talking about the really weird song that played afterwards. Oh, no, like the I don't I was at ska. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what uh, it I don't was. I don't know anything about music, ladies and gentlemen. Do not hate me. It was not ska, but it wasn't great. But yes, that was those vignettes were really nifty. I liked them. Yeah. Overall, are you looking forward to the next movie or are you kind of, "Eh, we'll watch it when we watch it." I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, we can guess pretty because well, at the yes. end, because at the end of this movie, your boy Zorlock says, "You know, I'm now the god of death." And then the next movie's called The God Slayer. Yeah, that's true. So I'm guessing we kill a god or two. Ooh, I don't think that she's going to kill Anaset because she just like hung out with him. I want to give a quick shout out to some of the actors. Yeah, please. Paris Warner played the aforementioned zombie girl, uh, credited in a couple things. A bunch of movies that I think we would probably watch. Here's one, Zombies versus Snowboarders. Oh, I'm in. That's, one of, that's in pre-production, so we got a while. Little Women. She's also, spoilers, in Mythica the Godslayer, uh, reprising her role as Zombie Girl. I'm excited for that. Uh, Ash Santos, James Gaysford, and J- Jason Wade played Kaya Beck, Thorsten, and Rezik, respectively. The other team of adventurers. Yeah, <laughs> the other team of mercenaries. Kaya Beck uh, gets a straight up hole put in her chest. I'm not yes. sure how she died to getting a, 
A dude threw a spear and it pierced her stomach and left a hole. Yes. And then Dagon, I guess that's the advantage of wearing any kind of armor as opposed to just wizard's Nothing. robes. Yep. <laughs> is that the arrow, like the, the bolt from the crossbow or whatever that thing is called, does it immediately kill him? Let's see. Uh, Benny Alexander, P. Paul D. Hunt, and Andrew D. Jones played the three demons. I, also, a special shout out to uh, Chris Ruckert, the Guardian, the uh, shirtless man who looked like a weird. You see addiction. all of his credits? Uh, he has three. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw all of them. Uh, and then, last but certainly not least, um, my personal favorite character of this episode, of uh, this movie, Sergeant Lipschitz, played by McLean Nelson, who is the guy who is the Admiral's like number one guy, like his her number one or whatever. Her right hand man. And he's like. <laughs> I forget the line that he says. He's like, they're downright despicable. And then, he, they, <laughs> and then she's like, they are. <laughs> it's like someone else was directing those scenes because they're so over the top. I think they're supposed to be comic relief, but they just upset me. They are a significant departure in tone. Oh, he's an executive For producer. Sure. It's like every that's what I was saying. Like, I'm sure she's having the most fun because all of her scenes are hysterically funny. Like even the serious ones, like when yeah. she's loading the bullets or whatever into the musket before she points it out the door, she's laughing like she's like, ha 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 ha. And then she's throwing bombs at the bottom of the war wagon. I'm not sure exactly how anyone survived a bomb exploding right in front of them. Like, yeah, I don't know. I know this is a movie. Well, they might be more flash than a bomb. I mean, how... How good could these bombs be, right? It's not a modern grenade. I mean, it's a bomb. (laughs) Shrapnel. Anything. I don't know. I think she says, like, I want them to look me in the eyes when I kill them. Or I want them to see who killed them. Well, she's like pointing the the crossbow from the bridge of the uh, dirigible, whatever it's called. (laughs) Dirigible. Yeah. Is that what that is? That's a good word. No, use it. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I don't agree with the the 5.5. I no? think this is a. I think this is a seven. Really, I really liked this one. I'm not. I'm kind of sad that you didn't. This is the first time I think I agree with the IMDb rating. I think it's a five point five. I think it's a bit of a weak point. And I, my worst fear is that we watch the God Slayer and I go, yeah, those should have been one movie. <laughs> I really, I really don't want to think that. But I have a feeling that a two two hour and fifteen minute long movie instead of two separate ninety minute movies is probably the way they should have gone. If the sec- if the last movie is edited the way this one is, but we'll see. We should watch that one sooner rather than later. Do you think that? Oh, I'm sorry. Special shout out, of course, to Matthew Mercer. Oh, of course. Did we great. miss him in our our list? Yeah, great job. No, yeah, fantastic job. Every time he talked in this movie, I, I thought he was McCree <laughs> from Overwatch. Like he just he was really channeling that 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 voice. Would this series do better as a show? Prestige television. Man, that's hard. I think Mythica quests for heroes or something. I don't I don't know. But I, I think had these instead of five entries as each being an ended like a, a full length feature film, maybe ten episodes, half as long. Maybe like divide divide it up. I think because we talked about it before in the past. You can you can get so much more money or you can you can get so much more out of your budget out of a television show as opposed to a movie. Because with a movie you've got Right. Especially fantasy. Of a movie, you've got deadlines, you've got shoots that you've got like, well, there's you have to meet. Some of those things exist in television, but reusing sets in television is less yeah. problematic. It, you like, there's a home base, and they end up going back to the home base. Yeah. And maybe we have a whole episode where they don't leave it. There's, there's different things you can do with the budget and different stories you could tell. I think that 
I would be worried. I don't know. I think the first movie works as a standalone. It sets everything up. But maybe that's your extra long two-parter or just extra long opening episode. I don't know. But a miniseries of sorts, it might have worked better. As long as they didn't go the route of trying to copy Game of Thrones too much and make it super adult. I like the tone. I really do. Yeah. I mean, it has some mature themes, but it flashes in and out and it moves on to the next thing, right? It's solidly PG-13, and I enjoy that about it. There's nothing put in there just to shock you, just to shock the audience and be like, ooh, did you see that one scene? There's nothing like that. Everything is trying to push the story along or push the character's arc along or it's a fight scene that lasts too long, you know, that, that type of thing. I think also doing it as a television series would give the actors no breaks between action scenes or less breaks. You know, they'd have... You'd have less time to get rusty in between <laughs> filming these movies, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but yeah, I think you're right. It could have gone, it could have done well that way. I'm depending on how this next movie goes. I, I right now, I feel like I would watch more from the Mythica universe, even if we left these movies alone and did something else with those yeah. characters or different characters or some of them, whatever. I'd be into that. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pitch the pilot right now to Aerostorm Entertainment because I don't think what's her face is involved in these anymore, right? Anna K. Yeah, she was listed as a special special thanks. Black. Yeah, and Anne K. Black. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and pitch it right now. You ready? Yeah. American Dagon, the hookup. Okay. They have a kid. Oh. They have a daughter who may or may not also be a necromancer. Tila and Thane hook up, have a son. Uh-oh. Who may or may not be a life cleric. And then the two of them like grow up friends become fundamentally opposed to each other based on their life experiences and who they are as people. And then 10 years later, as adults, thrown together, bang. And we have wacky adventures together. Did you use the word bang? I blanked out for a moment. Well, I, you know, I did say bang. I slapped my hands together and said, bang! Oh, okay, like, that type of bang. Put, like we put them together. No, not, the, not that kind. <laughs> I, I mean, ca- I don't know, maybe. They're not confused. related. It's fine. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> They can take this whatever direction they want. I'm just planting the seed. Whether they choose to chop the tree down or water it is totally up to them. Oh, fair enough. Uh, no, no, fair no, enough. no. All right. Uh, yeah, no. I'm. I, th- I think that would be a lot of fun because I just I imagine a necromancer and a lot and a, like a life cleric because we don't get like we get a little bit of that between Merrick and Tila and some of the other movies, but it's never really like I create life, you live only to destroy it. We don't get really get any of that between the two of them. So right, right. Overall worth the price of some ads on IMDb? Yes. Just be prepared for um, ads playing immediately after a serious scene. Like- yeah. <laughs> IMDb TV is a bit odd with its ads. I think we've, out of all of the ad-supported streaming services that we've we've watched for the podcast, it's my least favorite. Well, remember, I think I told you Guardians, right? The yeah. Russian Fantastic Four, <laughs> where the, the movie starts with an ad. It's someone getting interrogated. And I'm like, wow, I thought this was in Russian. <laughs> and then yeah. she starts yelling at them about their vacation plans. And I'm like, oh, this is an ad. This is a commercial. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I would agree that this movie doesn't kill the series. And it is, if you're enjoying the series, if you like the first one, you're going to like all of them. It's worth watching. As a side note, my roommate hates these movies. And I was like, yo, I got to watch a movie for the pod. You want to watch? And they were like, what's it called? And I said, The Iron Crown. And then I got it all up and running. And then like 20 seconds in, you got Gojin Pie. And they're like, you lied to me. Wait a second. Wait, Wait a, a second. minute. Is this a mythical movie? <laughs> Ugh. Maybe. 
I can neither confirm nor deny. I was like, I don't know. What is it? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, this is a Mythica movie. Oh, oh, I thought no. it was called The Iron Crown. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, please reach out to us and let us know what you think of the Mythica movies or give us suggestions for better science fiction or fantasy that is straight to stream that we can watch. You can reach us at uh, sci-fiwiseguys at gmail.com. All one word, no dashes. We're also on social media at sci-fi wise guys on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us there for announcements of what's coming up and releases, that type of thing. We also have a Facebook group, the sci-fi wise guys podcast group do the exact same thing. Of course, if you don't want to go on social media and you want to get alerted when new episodes come out, you can follow us, subscribe, hit the little heart, thumbs up, whatever it is on your podcasting platform of choice. We'd appreciate it. And uh, we'd also appreciate if you share us with your friends because word of mouth is the best way to support a podcast. And if you've uh, done all that and you want, you do want to go the extra mile, uh, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash sci-fi wise guys. Dollar a month gets you episodes early, some behind the scene content, deleted scenes, extended scenes, that type of thing. Or just sometimes 10 minutes of us talking about our hair routines. You know, whatever <laughs> doesn't quite make it to a podcast for whatever reason we wouldn't put it in eventually ends up there. We just want to remind you guys to stay healthy, stay hydrated, and just know that you are loved by the hosts and the community of this podcast. And uh, if you ever drain the life of uh, one of your party members, just uh, don't make out with her boyfriend. It don't add insult to injury. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. I guess maybe they heard our criticisms about them walking everywhere. They were like, like, we're not going to walk. We're going to ride. Oh, yeah? You don't like it when we walk, huh? How about if we drive places instead? Nice. Idiots. Nice.